I'll do a good job, Mr. Rosselli. Most of the information on Johnny Rosselli in the Patch Kincaid trilogy is gleaned from two books, All-American Mafioso, The Johnny Rosselli Story by Charles Repliant. Handsome Johnny, The Life and Death of Johnny Rosselli, Gentleman Gangster, Hollywood Producer, CIA Assassin. Make no mistake about it. Johnny Rosselli climbed the organized crime ladder utilizing the marginal moral ethics associated with the mafia operating system. Rosselli is a more complex character. His patriotic bent, transformed into actual risky personal action against enemies of the United States is commendable. Overshadowing the fraud, theft, deception, and murder is Rosselli's charm and ability to leverage situations. Why would someone as powerful as Johnny Rosselli waste his time with Patch Kincaid? Rosselli values loyalty and Patch demonstrated in the Kennedy paradox courage that resulted in saving the lives of Rosselli and other mafia kingpins. Rosselli never forgot. He will reward Patch monetarily as well as trust him implicitly on an assignment. A word to the wise, says Rosselli. Stay away from Phillips and Hunt and the intelligence boys. Patch will be paid $2,000 and he'll have a main contact. Patch and Sherry after racing down the West Coast in obscurity now are raising drinking glasses in an exclusive gathering in a suite at Dodger Stadium. Patch, trying to circumvent his mysterious selective memory loss, is confused as to what Rosselli is up to with his phone calls. Patch gets the full treatment of the Rosselli charm. At some level given all of Rosselli's personal attributes and connections, Patch wants to please him. Kennedy assassination scholars may cringe when an unnamed rogue guzzles double martini after double martini and actually spins a loaded weapon like a compass needle on the table. The fearless Rosselli simply takes away the 38 detective special. The rogue is obviously William Keane Harvey, the American James Bond. Harvey is not inserted in this scene for needless grandstanding. Harvey is known for the gun spinning and the excess drinking. Bill Harvey and Johnny Rosselli by mid-1963 have become close friends. And most importantly as Return to Dallas progresses the Harvey-Rosselli connection to the assassination becomes very interesting. Patch is to drive to the Thunderbird Hotel in Las Vegas tomorrow and meet Louis McWillie. McWillie's character is kept within the description of his job as a pit boss as well as his function within the Mafia. First Patch needs to travel across the Southland to Santa Anita Racetrack tonight to meet an associate Walter Piscotti, or Walter the Knife. Walter the Knife is based on a very close compadre of Rosselli. They are paying Patch all this money, and he has no idea what he did for Rosselli and his people in the past. Sherry offers to bring Patch to Vegas because it's on the way back to Spokane. The affable Walter the Knife likes Patch and Sherry. He unfurls $2,100 bills into Patch's hand, tells him to treat Sherry right. Back in the parking lot Patch remarks that Walter the Knife talked as if they were married. Only one problem, sweetness, says Sherry, I am married. At the Inland Motel in San Bernardino Patch has the limo on the prairie nightmare again. This time with gunfire. Sherry's dried tears in the middle of the night are evident to Patch as he walks onto the balcony at 3 a.m. She doesn't want to tell him why she's been crying. Patch hears the long saga of the musician Ricky Blaze and Sherry how she was used and hurt. Sherry falls asleep in Patch's arms. 
day breaks over the greater Los Angeles area. Patch questions what he did for Rosselli in the past and why was Moon chasing him. The whole thing and Rosselli will all come together, says Sherry in Vegas. Chapters 6 and 7 on SoundCloud and complete book at audible.com.